1: Hello, hello, hello. Welcome into another episode of Believe in the ATP Tour. I'm your host, Jacob Cersosimo, and you are listening on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe? Today we have a very exciting episode for you. Um, we're going to recap the needle finals. Um, there's a re- unexpected retirement in the tennis community. Um, not only the winners of the singles needle finals, but the, um, the ATP finals, but also the doubles. And then we're going to get into the year-end rankings and then just a couple of miscellaneous things. Um, I just want to start off with by saying Stefano Tsitsipas, what an unbelievable, believable ATP finals this man had. I mean, to go from winning the next-gen finals last year to winning the ATP finals this year, I mean, that's a feat that not a lot of people can accomplish. And the next-gen finals means you're under the age of 21. I mean, you're under the you are young. <laughs> you're within that 19-20 range and he is in that range. He is 21 years old. And last year, he's playing at this time last year, he's playing against super young guys. I mean, 18, 19-year-old guys that are just trying to build their career. And now he's beating the Fetters. he's beating the Nadal's, the Djokovic's on you know, not on a regular basis, but he's in he's in competition with them all the time. So um, Stefano Tsitsipas, you never cease to amaze me. Um, I remember I said a while ago that, you know, I was on your side and I was a big fan of you. And, hey, I'm still right there. Uh, Tsitsipas beat, he was in the Andre Agassi group. He beat uh, Daniil Medvedev. And then um, he did lose to Nadal. But he beats Sferov And then he goes on to the semifinal. And he beats Federer. And then he beats Team. So, I mean, this year the ATP finals was stacked. And um, I just want to get down to the final four. The final four this year was obviously Stefano Tsitsipas, and then it was Roger Federer, Dominic Team, and Alexander Zverev. Now, when you look at this lineup, look just three months ago. The U.S. Open was in New York, and Stefano Tsitsipas is out first round, Dominic Team is out first round, and Alexander Zverev makes it, I believe, to the third round, um, third or fourth round. He doesn't make it very far. He loses to... Diego Schwartzman. Um, I mean, these are guys that struggled at the U S open and didn't have the best turnout at, at the biggest one of the, in my mind, the biggest tournament of the year. And now they're making it to the ATP finals and they're having a great end of the year. Um, the match results, obviously Stefano Sitsipas, Sitsipas beats, beats Roger Federer. He beats him six, three, six, four, not much of a match there. Um, it was uh one-hand backhand versus one-hand backhand. And like I said, Pass is either very on or he's way off. Um, he's framing a lot. He's hesitant, all that jazz, or he's really on. Um, and he's phenomenal. And that's what he was this year at the needle ATP finals in London. And then, um, Dominic team, uh, beat Alexander Zverev in the other semifinals, seven, five, six, three. That one was a little tighter of a match, but, uh, Ultimately, it comes down to Dominic Team and Stefano Tsitsipas. And both these guys are have played great the second half of the year here. Um, like I said, both lost first round in New York. And ever since then, have been nothing less than impressive. Um, I didn't, I wasn't really pulling for anybody specific in this match. I just wanted it to be a good match. And, I mean, boy was it. It went three sets, two tiebreakers. Um, just something special. So Stefano Tsitsipas wins in the final, loses the first set. in the tiebreaker, and then um, wins the second set, 6-2, and then wins the third set, uh, 7-4 in the tiebreaker. So, uh, Stefano Sispas, well-deserved. This match really could have gone either way in that third set, went to the tiebreaker, was a great match, and I think everybody got what they wanted out of it. So, um, let's move on to um, some of the, not necessarily surprises, of the Nito ATP Finals, but just kind of some um, things to note. Um, the It was a very young class this year. of uh, Team Sitsipas, and Fed were in the Finals. Um, Djokovic, nowhere to be found in the Final Four. Nadal, even though he got number one in the world, nowhere to be found in the Final. It was kind of surprising, to be honest, how well Djokovic, Nadal played all year. Um, Daniil Medvedev, how well he played all year. And how much Roger Federer's been struggling lately, and for that, for the whole narrative of the end of the season to flip was one really good to see. Two, um, fascinating. Uh, I I don't know any other word to or word or way to put it. It was fascinating. Um, at the end of the day, at the end of the finals, a lot of people were like, "I think next year we're going to see a young champion," and I really think we are. Whether that be Sferov or Sitsipas or Team or Medvedev, um, the big three have guys right on right behind them. I mean, these guys are good and they've proven it in the biggest stage. Um, these guys are young, they're solid, they can prove they can beat these old guys. And I think some of these old guys, they can't last as long as they used to. They just don't have the mileage. Um, so, yeah, that's something very interesting. I want to talk about the last, just real quick, the last three winners of the Nito ATP Finals. In 2017, it was Grigor Dimitrov, which um, is kind of surprising. Um, I watched a kind of a series of people who have won it since 2000. There was a lot of Sampras um, A lot of Federer, a lot of Djokovic, some Nadal. And then the last three years is like, it was like a lot of the same people. And then it was Grigor Dimitrov. Then 2018, it's Alexander Zverev. And then this year, it's um, Stefano Tsitsipas. So I think we're really starting to see a young wave come through tennis, which is really good to see because the big three have handled it for so long. But it's good to see some new faces in there. And I think that, you know, the sport of tennis is really going to like it. Um, I want to talk about doubles um, Mahout. And Herbert won doubles at the Need TP Finals, so good for them. Um, they were kind of my pick to win it. I don't know if I ever said that on the podcast. I might have maybe a couple episodes ago or last episode. But they were my pick to win it the whole time. Um, I just thought they were the best. Um, it helps that they're well-known. It helps that they're, they've been around for a while. But I just didn't feel like the Colombians were going to get it done this time, and they didn't. <laughs> um, but I do think... Uh, you know, Mahout and Herbert did have the best chance of winning it, especially because they just won the Rolex Masters in Paris. I mean, they were on a roll going into it. So, um, kind of matters how you're playing. That was cool. Um, and then I kind of want to talk about, um, Tom Tomas Burdich retiring, um, Tomas Burdich. First time I ever saw Tomas Burdich was, um, in Washington DC. I went to leg Mason when I was, oh, maybe like in my teens, early teens, maybe, 12, 13, 14, somewhere around that. And Tomas Burditsch, first time me ever seeing him, super nice guy. He's good to be around, and he used to be a really, really good player. And then the last few years, he kind of fell off the map um, a little bit to old age, probably a little bit to just, um, you know, the tour's hard. And when you start getting older, you know, things might start become a little bit more important to you, and you might not train as much as you used to. Your body's probably not moving. The way that it used to and it kind of sucks because some of these younger guys are putting in more work they're um they're doing more things and so Tomas Burdich he was 34 when he just retired he announced it on Facebook not on Facebook on Instagram um and it kind of leaked before that because they brought all the, all the retired guys to um London for the ATP finals and there's some media that caught him there a little bit but um nonetheless he is retiring and he is done um congratulations on a phenomenal career tomas burdich uh it's been fun to watch you uh true competitor a lot of fun a lot of entertaining um just a tall man who played really well on the tour for long. next i want to talk about the davis cup that's happening right now in madrid spain um the davis cup if you don't know much about it is country versus country they um some of the best guys from each country go head to head for a title and they're playing for their country which is pretty cool um, whenever you can get that kind of in a um, – whenever you can kind of get that in a atmosphere for um, tennis is cool. When they're playing for their country. They do it a little bit in the Labor Cup a little, and then obviously in the Olympics. But, you know, the Davis Cup is kind of an uh, annual thing that is entertaining and it brings everybody kind of together. Um, I want to talk just a little bit about it. And so first I'm going to start with uh, Group A. There's uh, Group A through F, so I'm going to name them off to you and then name off um, who I'm excited about on some of these teams. Um, so Group A is Serbia, Japan, and France. Um, that's Group A. And France, France's team is uh, Nicholas Mahout, Joe jo Wilfred Sanga, um, and then Herbert and Manfis. So France, solid team there from the Frenchmen. Um, that's going to be a very entertaining team. And... Uh, Definitely one to watch. Through your time watching the Davis Cup, um, Group B is Russia, Spain, and Japan, or not Japan, Russia, Spain, and Croatia. Um, that's obviously going to be another fun one to watch. Um, hachinov Rublev, Medvedev, and Donskoy are all on the Russian team, and so um, whenever you get those Russians like Ru- Rublev and Medvedev um, on a team, that's going to be as entertaining as it possibly can be. I want to see who's on the Spain team. Uh, Spain is Nadal, Feliciano Lopez, Roberto uh, Batista-Gut. So those are some big names on that Spain team. That'll be always fun to watch. Um, Group C is Argentina and Germany. That um, Argentina, Germany, and Chile. Um, that Argentina team is going to be fun to watch. Leonardo May- uh, Mayer is playing, and so is Diego Schwartzman. That's going to be a fun team to watch. Make sure you keep an eye on... Uh, on The Argentina team. um, And then Group D is Australia, Belgium, and Colombia. Obviously, Colombia has the doubles players, um, the best team in the world. Um, But then you look at this pretty good um, Australian team. You're looking at John Millman, Alex De Manure, Jordan Thompson. Nick Kyrgios is on that team. Then Alexi Paparin. So um, the Australian team is going to be ever so entertaining like they always are. Um, And then... You're looking at Group E is Great Britain, Netherlands, and Kazakhstan. Uh, Great Britain on that team is obviously um, Jamie Murray and doubles guy. Um, Daniel Evans, he's good. Um, and then it's like Liam Brody and Cameron Norrie um, and Inglot. And then you're looking at Group F, which has Italy, USA, and Canada. I think that's the best group there is. Um, obviously, Canada, Canada has... Um, FAA, and they have uh, they have FAA, they have Denis Shapovalov, they have Pospisil, um, and that's kind of who they have been playing so far. And then USA's team has um, the usual. I mean, you're looking at um, Taylor Fritz, um, Jack Sock, Sam Querrey, who's a seasoned vet, and then Riley Opelka. And then Italy is uh, Matteo Berrettini, is on that team, and then it's uh, Fabio Fognini, and Andrea Seppe, or Seppi, and then Simone Bellelli, um, that's kind of just a rundown of the Davis Cup right now, it's still kind of in its early stages, um, like I said, there's the certain, um, group A through F, um, and then after that they go on to more specific play, um, I'll get into that maybe next week and maybe the week after, um. I got something a little surprise for you guys next week, um, but nevertheless, Davis Cup's definitely something to keep in mind. There's some top top players in that, and that it's going to be very entertaining. Um, I want to talk a little bit about um, Alexander Zverev and Roger Federer are currently in South America. Um, they're they're doing the I talked about it last week a little bit, but five cities in seven days and. Um, I didn't know this originally but they're going together so it's gonna be both those guys they're they are in uh, South America together started in Buenos Aires and they'll be moving on I believe they're playing exhibition matches doing a bunch of um signing autographs having a lot of fun making appearances um, sometimes these guys don't make it to South Africa probably as much as they want not Africa South America as much as they probably want to um, and so it's kind of a nice little gesture by those two to go over there whether it's a publicity stunt or You know, they're actually doing some good things down there, which I think they are. Um, It's good to get those guys in South America and get the game growing down there. I know it's huge in Brazil. I mean, you're looking at Colombia's big right now, Argentina, Chile. Um, But it's always good to get those top players down there and get some new faces in South America and do stuff like this because truly it's good for the game to get those guys from Europe down to South America. Um, Next, I want to talk about the rankings, Uh, the end of the year rankings. I'm just going to go through the top 10. Right now, um, obviously, number one, we talked about it earlier, Rafael Nadal. Um, he'll end the world at number one. And then Novak Djokovic is right behind him at two. And then it's Roger Federer at three, Dominic Team at four, which he j- actually jumped Daniil Medvedev um, at the ATP Finals. Uh, Team had a great tournament. Medvedev, frankly, did not. And so he jumped Medvedev there. Uh, Medvedev's at five, like I said. Stefano Tsitsipas at six. At seven is Alexander Sferov, Sasha Sferov, and then eight is Matteo Berrettini. I mean, what a jump for that guy! Good for him, to get in the top ten and not only get in the top ten, but get number eight in the wo- or get number eight in the world before the end of the season. Um, stellar performance by that guy this year. Um, number nine, Roberto Batista Agut, is at number nine, and then number ten is Gaël Monfils. Good for Gaël Feast to slip in that top ten there. Uh, good to see him back on the tour, back doing great things um some notable ones at 15 is Denis Shapovalov number 16 Stan Vavrinka. Uh, Dimitrov after his great US Open is at number 20 um, Nick Kyrgios at 30 um the youngster from America Taylor Fritz is at 32 and then I think that's probably about it for some of the bigger names down in the um down in the in the rankings I guess Yannick Skinner or Yannick Sinner from Italy, the guy that won the um, the young 18-year-old from Italy that won the Next Gen Finals. He is ranked number 78 in the world at the end of the year. Good for him. Um, maybe, hopefully, he can do what um, Stefano Sitsipas did this year. Um, and then let's go to the women's side end of the year. Uh, Ash Barty's at one. Uh, Karolina Pliskova is at two. And then Naomi Osaka's at three. Simona Halep's at four. And then it wraps up five with Bianca, or Bianca Andreescu. Alina Svitolina's at six. Petra is at seven. Eight is Belinda Bencic. Nine is Kiki Burtons. And ten is Serena Williams. I don't believe those have changed since last week. Um, Gems life. Not a whole lot going on in Gems life. Um, I know they're in London for... Um, or not in London. They were in Madrid for the Davis Cup, so I believe that's where they're at right now. Um they'll finish off the Davis Cup and then who knows what's on the off season. That's why you got to stay tuned to Gems Life on Instagram. Um not much has changed there. They haven't really posted much, but they are together right now. I believe I believe they're in uh I believe they're in both in Madrid. Um I want to let you guys in on a little secret. Next week I have a very 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 special guest coming to me next week. Um, I'm not going to tell you who it is, but it's someone I was with at the U S open this year. And this person knows his tennis. Um, he played college tennis. He now is a very smart human. Um, and he's going to be a doctor, but he's played on some national championship caliber tennis teams. And this man knows tennis, hanging out with him a month at the U S open. I realized how smart he is in tennis. Um, on and off the court, and I can't wait to share that with you guys next week. So um, his schedule's a little janky with his job, but we're hoping we can get him in next week. So um, stay tuned for next week. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, Once again, the Needle ATV Finals, we'll talk about it more next week, more about the matches, more about um, in-depth a little bit. But um, I'm super excited for him next week. I appreciate your time this time. Um, That Once again, today's episode is sponsored by... Yep, still nobody. If you want to sponsor this, you can go to believe.com, reach out to them, or at Believe Podcasts on Instagram and Twitter, B-L-E-A-V podcast. Or if you want to hear things, you got questions, you want to hear certain things on the show, reach out to me at Jacob Sersosimo, both on Twitter and Instagram. J A C O B C E R S O S I M O. So um appreciate you for listening. Uh, like I said, we got a good good episode next week. We got a lot to cover, and now we're kind of moving into the off season of tennis. So it's starting to getting a lot more entertaining. So um, stay tuned. I uh, appreciate your time. Have a good rest of your day and uh, take care. Next, I want to talk about the Davis Cup that's happening right now in Madrid, Spain. Um, the Davis Cup, if you don't know much about it, is country versus country. They, um, some of the best guys from each country go head to head for a title and they're playing for their country, which is pretty cool. Um, whenever you can get that kind of in a, um, whenever you can kind of get that in, uh, atmosphere for, um, tennis is cool when they're playing for their country They do it a little bit in the labor cup, a little, and then obviously in the Olympics, but
0: for the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture.